Auto Parts' new Brake Mess Select Pro brand raises the bar for the best aftermarket domestic brake pads and rotors available. For vehicle-specific friction formulations, quiet tech noise-canceling shims, and stainless steel hardware, choose Brake Mess Select Pro. Professional-grade brakes from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Half Redneck. Half posh, 100% fun. Trey Croward and Corey Ryan Forrester try and learn fancy culture in putting on airs. The host of the Medium Popcorn Podcast, Brandon Collins and Justin Brown. Okay, so Paddington 2 had like 100% of Rotten Tomatoes for you. You guys ruined that? Justin came in and like took it down like two points because of his rating. That's the time we started getting death threats. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not not surprised. People worship that movie. Putting on airs. The podcast is on YouTube and wherever you listen. Let's go to the Truett Insurance and Bonding Hotline and talk to Dirk Walker. Oh, nice. Dirk, are hey, you with Dirk. us? Dirk. Yes, I'm here. Good morning. Man, hey, thanks for getting up early and being part of it uh, this morning. Uh, I was super excited to get to talk to you. I've been a fan of your work. This is uh, fascinating, fascinating it really story. It is a good story, man, and I can't wait to get into it. But uh, this is Dirk Walker, who is an artist, um, and you can find all the stuff at uh, DirkWalkerFineArt.com. And, but, right. man, I have seen, I, I don't know, 20 years or more, I remember seeing uh, <laughs> a painting you sold. I think it was in Energen Plaza back then. Um, yeah. yeah. Of, of Highland Avenue, and I didn't know who you were or anything else. I just remember being struck by it and thinking man that is cool looking and um give us the whole story you kind of got into this a little bit later and um love to hear all about it well i'm a little intimidated coming in on the heels of a, a clyde may story but, uh, <laughs> well that actually plays into some of your yeah, art right. have you, have you done one of their, i know you've got a bur- you've got a whole bourbon series have I, you done have I you do, done their whiskey? i do yeah i always tell people that's a win-win situation for me i <laughs> I can I can buy the bourbon, paint it, drink it, and then sell the painting. Yeah, there you go. that's right. That's efficient. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I appreciate the, this opportunity, Tony. I've never done a radio uh, interview like this, so uh, I, I hope I don't uh, uh, embarrass you too badly. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, you know, my career has been kind of a a strange uh, twist of turns and and fate, so to speak. I. I guess I, I never really uh, painted or, 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 you know, really thought about art until my early 30s. Um, I was uh, where I used to work in the old Central Bank of the South. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, institutional bond group, uh, <laughs> investments group. Yeah. Um, and I was very much a, a square peg and a round hole in that profession. It's, I won't really get into how I got into that, but uh, it was just during the time when I was, you know, raising a family, and sure, sure, um, it was a, a way to, you know, provide a good income for the family. But it was just for me, it was very stressful, and and I would just come home at night, and uh, you know, just could not unwind, stop stop my mind from racing, and during those days. Uh, my wife and I were looking for some art for our home. And one day I walked into, um, uh, a gallery in Birmingham where we live, Birmingham, Alabama. And it was the old Loretta Goodwin gallery. Yeah. Southside. And 
I saw a painting that just spoke to me, you know, just, and a little bit of a side note, you know, that's the thing about original art, uh, kind of the acid test is, uh, if you, you know, original art is intended to invoke emotions. And, okay. and when you see, you know, one that, that you really connect to on some level, um, you know, that's probably the one that you need to have hanging in your home. That's but a good point. At any rate, I saw this, this painting, and I just, you know, like so many people would do, you know, I said, oh, I think I could do that. I don't know what made me think that. But, <laughs> I would have never uh, thought so, that. So had you right? ever painted before? <laughs> had you ever done it before? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, growing up, my father was, uh, he did some watercolors, so I remember, you know, seeing him do those. I, I was artistic. I would say growing up, as far as drawing, uh, I actually studied industrial design at Auburn University, which kind of gave me a, a foundation for, you know, drawing and perspective and color oh, and things sure. like that. Okay. It's, it's the study or the, you know, uh, d designing of products and, and interaction with humans and so forth. But I never really got out and pursued the design profession. Like I said, I kind of got sidetracked and got into this banking world. <laughs> and, um, but at any rate, so I, you know, I, I just had this, uh, you know, this kind of desire to learn how to paint. So I, I found out who the artist was. He was a local artist at the time living out in Pell City. And I called him up. I tracked him down like a hound dog. And, and I called him up and I, I said, his name was Tom Black. And I said, Tom, do, do you mind if I, you know, I introduced myself. I said, I, I want to learn how to paint. Can I come up to your studio and watch you paint? I mean, that was a, a pretty gutsy thing to do, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. And and he must have thought I was a, you know, a serial stalker or something. He said, well, <laughs> why don't we meet publicly somewhere first? <laughs> Are you wearing a cape? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah well, you kind of made me feel really creepy, you know. Yeah, but, right. Why are you speaking in a British accent? That's right, that's yeah. right. So uh, we met, and, and I guess he saw a sincerity in me, and, and so he, he allowed me to start coming up. And, you know, over time, uh, I'd sneak off when I could and watch him paint, and then eventually got bold enough to, you know, uh, paint it, you know, with him a little bit. And uh, long story short, I eventually one day took one of my paintings into the Loretta Goodwin Gallery to get it framed for our home. And Miss Goodwin said... Uh, who did this? And I said, well, I did. Oh, wow. And she said, can you do it again? <laughs> and I, said, I think so. And, uh, she said, well, when you get, you know, when you do, as you do some work, bring it into me, let me look at it. Oh, wow. And she was a wonderful lady. She was, uh, at the time I met her, she was probably already in her seventies. She started her business in her late sixties, I believe. And just was the real patron of the arts in Birmingham. And, really promoted local artists and, and so forth. Uh, just a wonderful story there. But uh, Right person at the right time yeah, for really, you, for sure. Exactly. And so, I mean, for the next, honestly, for the next probably year or two, I would take things in to show her, and she'd always, she was just a little little lady and, and almost a grandmother to me, and she'd look at him, she'd go, no, you're not there yet. Keep trying. Oh, wow. And, wow. uh which was hard, you know, sure. I, I remember times when I would circle the block two or three times and want to throw up before I walk <laughs> in there and show her what I was doing. Oh. But, you know, ultimately, long story short, I, uh, I got to a point where she started representing me 
And uh, so it was such a wonderful diversion in my life because I could come home from work, uh, be stressed, you know, get the kids to bed. You know, I had a little, quote, studio down in the basement, and I'd, I'd go down there at night and you know start painting and sometimes i'd look up it'd be three o'clock in the morning and you know my i was just it just takes you to a whole different place you know and so you know that went on for a number of years uh and and she was wonderful she really instilled in me not only the love of painting but the love of art as a business because i guess because i was in sales and and in the corporate world you know, I had that marketing sales niche about me. Yeah. And um, so as time went on, I got into some other galleries. At, at one point, I really kind of stretched myself thin. I, I was in about 15 galleries all over the United States. And it just, you know, that suddenly I was working two jobs. Yeah, yeah, for Man, sure. Let me, I want to circle back to that real quick. But, yeah. Uh, Brock? Yeah, it, it, folks, you're listening to Truett News Radio. We are on the air with Dirk Walker with DirkWalkerFineArt.com. And and by the way, I mean, it's just astounding the, the variety of uh, prints and that, that you do. I mean, it's, it's a, great a great volume style. of prints. There's a bourbon series, yeah. a sporting art series, a, a game bird feather series, a spiritual series. All the college uh, Landscapes, stuff. collegiate stuff. All yeah. the, the cityscape stuff, though, I mean, you see in uh, a lot of the corporate Headquarters around yeah, town, absolutely. and uh, there's sure, a beautiful sure. one of Sloss down at Children's Hospital. You know, I've, I've yeah, said before, yeah, it's uh, we had to we had to spend some time there, and I got familiar with that. And that yeah. always uh, I enjoyed going out and looking at that every day. And uh, but you know, even I was looking on here, even more so like Delta and Coke, and I mean, big names oh, have your sure. stuff in their galleries, and you know, around here, I mean, all the Alabama Power and Bradley and Brassfield and Gore, they all have your work. And well, what's so interesting absolutely. to me is is here, and and of course, you're really talking about it, but but here, you you uh, are are clearly a creative, non Type A person who found themselves in a Type A, very analytical profession. And, and there was no outlet for you. I mean, it sounds like. Right. And so you couldn't find any rest. And suddenly this creative art outlet of, of the art, I mean, like you're saying, you're doing this till 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm, you know, whether your body needed rest, uh, uh, certainly that, that part of your spirit uh, needed that outlet. It and that's speeding. certainly being processed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and it uh, just the whole – it was – and I'm very much self-taught. I mean, I, you know, I, I didn't have the academic – background that a lot of artists have but it's incredible because uh, there's detail in this i mean you know it's not like you're just throwing a couple colors into an abstract yeah. i mean that, that's no i mean that really is amazing to me Dirk. yeah well you know and i just i i, I guess i uh, acknowledge that by saying that you know i i just i worked very hard at it i mean sure. i i was sure. obviously you know i had a passion for it and and like they say and i'm sure y'all can attest to this doing your show you know, when you're doing something that you love and have a passion for, mm, yeah, it, it, it's not work. You know, and it's that's it, fun. You, it's fun, yeah, and 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 you tend to be successful at things if you if you allow yourself to do that. Dirk, so, let me ask you know, this: you it, talk about the variety of my work. Uh, you know, and that's all kind of happened by happenstance as well. I mean, I like you said, I uh, I, I was doing a lot of a lot of cityscapes. You know, or kind of evolved into that. Where I do a lot of Birmingham iconic, Alabama theater, sloths, etc. Yeah. And um, 
you know, and then from there, you know, one day I, I started putting these little figures in, into the paintings, kind of these nondescript sort of drippy figures. Yeah. And, and that sort of changed the whole look of my work because it, it loosened me up and it also created sort of a storyline in the sure, painting. Sure. You know, you, instead of just looking at a, at a, a architectural rendering of the Alabama theater, you saw all these people mingling about underneath. Yeah, and you start in your mind start thinking, you know what's or or you remember doing it as a child if you grew up here. Sure, right. Going to the, the and so that was the that was kind of the the niche I guess that the that my work kind of started following was that it it invokes memories and and people connect to them. I, very short story. I, you know, I'd done one. If you, I don't know if y'all are from the Birmingham area originally, but there used to be a restaurant called Joy Young's. Yeah. And uh, my parents used to take us there sometimes on Sunday, I believe it was. My mother loved it, and I hated it. I hated that food. <laughs> Man, you may be the only one I've ever heard yeah. that said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, anyway, so I found an old historical photograph of Joy Young Theater, uh, Restaurant, and I painted it one day. And, uh, I, you know, and I titled the piece, But Mama, I Hate the Egg Rolls. Oh, wow. And, How about that? And this, uh, which is another little side note, my my titles tend to be a little quirky because I've got a quirky personality. But this client came into the gallery and he said, you know, that's uh, that's where I took my wife on our first date. Oh, wow. You know, so it, it just, you know, that's what art does. It, it, it brings back memories. And, and like the sporting art that you made reference to, and this is sort of leapfrogging, uh, you know, many years 30 years ahead but uh you know by this time i was kind of established doing all these other things well i have an older son jeffrey who's in the sporting goods business and he was down in thomasville georgia at a big re outdoor retailer uh called kevin's outdoors big uh gun uh collectible gun dealer and like the whole sporting lifestyle uh business and they're huge and he was talking to him one day and kind of showed him my art for some reason. And, and they said, does he ever do hunting scenes? So my, my son calls me that night. He goes, man, I think you need to do some hunting yeah, scenes. Well, yeah, they, right. they look great too. I mean, it's amazing how, I guess, I don't know if the word's adaptable, but yeah. everything you've gotten into is unique in its oh, own for way. Sure. And, uh, but, but you, you keep your style, I guess you yeah. call it, uh, you know, it was amazing to me, but real quick, I mean, we're about to have to to run. I could keep talking to you about this all yeah, day. Yeah, I would but, like uh, to, actually. Man, yeah. I'd love to talk on the business side. You mentioned, like, t getting it into 15 galleries. What was, What is that like? I mean, you know, is there a certain number, or, or how, do, how do you get representation? Yeah, I, you know, that? and I stressed myself a little too thin there when I when I got to that level, because uh, I'm, I'm having to ship work all over the country. Sure, sure. I was in Texas, Colorado. Uh, Idaho, et cetera. And, and it just, it got to be too much. So I kind of pulled my horns in. And during that time, also, I might, might also say that the banks had begun to merge. So my job sort of went away. Ah, and, gotcha. um, by this time I, I had already pretty fully wanted to be, I wanted to do art as a, as a yeah. profession. And, um, uh, so the Miss Goodwin was retiring. She was older. Her family approached me uh, about taking over the business. So I actually bought the gallery and kept it for about twenty years, I think. Oh wow! Uh, 
although I had people run it for me, I, but I had my studio there. So I was there, and that was really beneficial because I, now I'm sitting on both sides of the table. Yeah, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm not only producing art, but I'm, I'm interacting one-on-one with clients. Sure, And sure. so it gave me a real advantage. I, I think, unfortunately, for a lot of artists, they it's a very solitary profession, so they get kind of locked into their studios. And they're they're producing what they're passionate about doing, but it's not always following the trends. Yeah, yeah. You know, color wise, style wise, subject wise, and and I had that advantage of sort of seeing what people were looking for. So, you know, being a chameleon, I I kind of would would li- allow myself to, to go into these different genres of work. Yeah, and um, and ultimately. I, I, I always had wanted to go. I had been a very realistic painter in the early years, but I always wanted to loosen up, not to full abstraction, but to a more looser, abstract, impressionistic sort of look. And in fact, I kind of stylized my uh, uh, term. I, I call myself an abstract realist now because <laughs> I, I try to, you know, incorporate both techniques so that you know if you're looking at a quail hunting scene of mine you, you know that it's birds you know being flushed but there's a lot of looseness and a lot of movement sure yeah sure. you know because i'm trying to capture that moment of you know that excitement of when the birds come up or, sure, or whatever sure. and um you know so yeah the, the business side of art you know is um th- that's something that yeah I, I think a lot of artists uh, unfortunately don't don't have access to right you so know how to promote themselves and i and i've got a wonderful wife uh debbie is is a, a master promoter yeah and, uh you know almost a publicist of sorts i mean <laughs> she's the one that's really pushed me to levels that i can't even imagine i've gotten to yeah but well, hey you know, hey Dirk, man i hate Dirk, to, I, I would talk to you I, for I'm, 35 I'm, I more minutes to yeah. cut you off, but we're, we got to run to get to the end of the show okay. uh love to get you back on sometime please this is yes fascinating please please, to me. please yes but uh everybody check out uh dirtwalkerfineart.com and you're at uh beverly mcneil gallery here isn't that right i am yeah she, I am. and she, another great gallery here in town uh, is yeah. down kind of near our office in lakeview area so uh get down there but dirk man have a great rest of your weekend and uh, again i'm gonna run you yeah, down we're, and we're gonna get you back on yeah you're coming back on for sure uh appreciate it, brock <laughs> thank you guys I, I enjoyed this so much all yes, right sir, take absolutely. care see you yeah Bye. All right, folks, that was Dirk Walker with DirkWalkerFineArt.com. How wrestling really works and how you get the ratings. Eric Bischoff and Conrad Thompson explain on 83 Weeks. Too much time is spent discussing talent's age. The younger demo is just as excited about a Paul Heyman or a John Cena or an Undertaker or Becky Lynch or I don't care what their birth certificate says. They're going to draw a younger demo because they're fun to watch and they're great entertainers. 83 Weeks on YouTube or wherever you listen. For decades, Rolling Stone has set the bar for entertainment publications. Today, Rolling Stone Music Now takes over in podcast form. We have Michael Azarad, who was Nirvana's very first biographer. I'm not sure how many people realize how many of the best songs on In Utero were written way beforehand. To be fair to Kurt, he was also a new father. There was a lot of stuff distracting him. It wasn't just drugs, although that was certainly a major factor. Rolling Stone Music Now, wherever you listen.